And we're live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Tea with Rick G. And today we are joined with Sunny Mahal. And Sunny is the Mr. Sunshine, as you can see on his bio there. And I'm going to read this bio for you because it's quite impressive. So Sunny is a successful life and business strategist, multi-award winning entrepreneur, public speaker and mind wealth health success coach and before becoming a full-time property developer and coach Sunny found a successful career in establishing and selling multiple retail businesses over a period of 12 years however a few years ago Sunny felt dissatisfied and felt there was something missing and he struggled to juggle personal life and business life became overwhelmed had no time and then started to struggle with obesity stress anxiety and negativity so Sonny good morning welcome to the podcast morning Rick thank you for having me mate looking forward to this so I love the Mr Sunshine that's awesome so <laughs> I just sort of, I've gone through your bio there and then you know your bio is a lot longer than that tell us a bit about you tell us a bit about you know the issues that you've had um that's led you to where you are now and then we'll just you know we're going to freestyle this Got no plan. Got no plan. Questions at all, um, and hopefully, you know, for those that are watching this live, then you know, feel free to add questions. Let's keep it interactive, etc. Okay, so, Sunny, cool. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, with me, uh, I've got a long story. Uh, so, I'll try and keep it short. So, basically, we're, we're me and my wife. We're in a retail business for twelve years. Uh, it was a successful business. Uh, it was turning over a healthy amount each month. Uh, but the thing is, like, so many people, they focus on making money. And I think I was guilty of the same thing as well. <laughs> and um, basically, working hard, working hard, like doing 16, 17 hours a day, focusing on the money side of things and not really focusing on life itself and seeing people around me pass away, uh, seeing my own personal health deteriorate. I, I stopped focusing on what was actually important in life. Um, and then so after running the businesses for those years, we decided to sell everything, uh, sold all the businesses and decided to go full time into property in 2017, June 2017. Now, when we were running the businesses, I was suffering with anxiety, stress, depression and obesity. Uh, when I say obesity, I was a size 42 inch waist, uh, 18 and a half stone, uh, very, 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 very large. Um, and then when I, I, I sort of took a step back and I thought, okay, what is life about? It's not just about money. You have to be, there has to be some sort of bigger purpose in life, right? Um, so I started working on my health, working on like literally getting fit, focusing on what I do, what I eat, how I sleep, all that kind of stuff. And then the whole negativity and anxiety was that I wasn't one with myself, if that makes sense. Mm. And I started working on my own personal development, reading books, uh, listening to motivational talks and stuff. And it just sort of snowballed from there, to be fair. I know like some people say, like, what was that one moment that you had that you thought, right, enough's enough. Uh, but for me, it's a case of like, it, it became such a big thing that I thought, hold on, this isn't me. Like when you look in the mirror and you just don't recognize a person that's looking straight back at you. Um, so I started working on my personal development and again, I was a very negative person myself. Um, and literally by working on myself, people around me started seeing a shift as well. And then we jumped into property full time, um, joined up with my mentors, Andy Cook and Lloyd Girardi, um, at white box. And basically it just all went uphill from there, working on myself all the time, uh, building partnerships, surrounding myself with the right people, 
focusing on my health, setting tangible and achievable goals, and literally just being like, you have to, I would say like, you have to live like there's no tomorrow. Like so many people, they say, oh, the time's not right to do this and the time's not right to do that. And I was guilty of the same thing. But I always say to people like, we complain we don't have enough time, yet we live like we've got all the time in the world. Mm. And it's a case of like, I just picked up on that and I thought, okay, I need to, whatever I need to do in life, I need to be obsessed. I need to be positive about it because being negative hasn't really, being negative has like sort of got us money in business, but not happiness in life. So when I started flipping it and being positive in every single thing that I do, because any problem you have, any negative emotion, any negative thought, any negative activity, there's always a positive solution to it. You know, Sonny, I think there's going to be lots of people that will really resonate to this. Now, for those watching this live, we just had a comment saying someone can't hear the audio. Give us some feedback, folks. Is the audio okay? Can you tell us? Because otherwise, it's just me and Sonny having a brew, which is fine. I'm good with that. Um, so obviously, for those listening on the podcast, you can't comment on that. So hopefully, the audio is coming across okay. I think a lot of people um, suffer with anxiety, suffer with mental health at some point in their life. And I think everybody goes through it. Now, you've just mentioned that, um, you know, you were suffering with obesity and negativity and what have you. And do you think, you know, the, the, the obesity comes alongside with it? Is that a quick fit, like a dopamine rush because you want something to feel good right now? Or is it something that happened over a long period of time? Uh, sorry, you broke up there a little bit. So you said the obesity, yeah? Yeah, so the obesity aspect, is that something that you think happened um, over a long period of time or was it really quick because you were just immersed in your business getting stressed out? Was it like a something that you wanted a quick fix, like a, a quick dopamine rush? Yeah, I mean, like that happened. It did happen over time, but it's like when you don't realize, like for instance, like we see ourselves every day in the mirror, so you don't really see those little changes until it's too late. And I was a fit, healthy individual before. I used to do martial arts, kickboxing, all that kind of stuff, so I was good. But when I started going on a downward spiral, I would like in the evenings, rather than drinking a cup of tea, I'd have a few beers, uh, fried food whenever I wanted. And it literally just started becoming worse and worse and worse. And it literally, I think it was over a span of probably like three years, because I went from still being a fit individual to just not noticing where I was going with my body or where I was going with my health as well. And I think that mental health, it's like, like you touched on it there, like, so many people say, I'm okay with mental health, or I don't stress, and I don't have anxiety. It is a shocking fact, like, over 78% of the UK population suffers from this kind of stuff, mm. but nobody actions it. They just think it's normal, or they think it's just me, and I need to keep it inside of me, and I can't speak to anybody, and it's a very, like, sort of, like, blasé thing to say, and just stay quiet, and it will all be okay. But I guarantee you, it only gets worse and worse and worse if you don't speak to anybody. And I was fortunate, well, I get to speak to my wife, and she sort of says, look, fix up a little kick up the backside of saying like, what are you doing with your life? And I was fortunate on that. And mm. the people that were around me at that point as well, they were, I would say you need people in your life that are sort of doing a little bit better than you did and for them to bring you up as well. And I didn't have those kind of people around me. It was just all about work, 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 make money and that's it. And it's like money's not all the be all and end all. What's, you know, what's the worst thing that people can say to you when you're going through that element of, um, you know, depression, if you like, anxiety? Because a lot of people just say, you know, pull yourself together. You know, what, what have you got to be depressed about? Look at what's around you. I mean, is it as simple as just pulling yourself together? Uh, yes and no, because I'll probably veer off a little bit here. It's like I always say to people, whatever happens in your life is because of you. 
you can't look externally and say I'm unhappy because of this or I'm not I'm anxious because this person makes me feel like this you put yourself in that situation so it's up to you to get yourself out of that situation but I think when people are like speaking to somebody about that it's not a case of saying oh I'll put yourself together it's okay find out why what well, there's always a root cause as well and just say ask them questions like why are you feeling like this is there anything that I can help you with because most of the time people don't want to speak about it they just keep it inside and it just gets worse and worse um, so I think like, again, when somebody's trying to approach somebody on that side of things of anxiety, stress, depression, be open with them as well and just ask them the kind of questions that they would want to speak about. So Sunny, you were in retail. What elements of retail was that? Uh, so we had convenience store, we had post office, uh, we had fish and chip shop and oh, we were so at the same time as well. Okay. So your, your head must've been pretty full most of the time, you know, with all of those business issues. So how, you know, I, mean, I know that business is lonely sometimes. Business can be very lonely. I know you're surrounded with people, but very often if you're the boss and you're in charge, it still can be very lonely. So how do you deal with those anxiety issues? Do you recognize them? Can you see them coming? And, and if you can, what do you try and do certainly now to move away from that, to bring yourself back into that positivity? So when I was in that at that space, because like you just said, like all the pressures on you to actually like grow the business, run the business, make sure your 10, 15 staff members are doing the right thing and you forget about yourself. And I think when we sold everything and I stepped away from it, that's when it actually hit me of saying this, this person that I've become isn't the person I am meant to be naturally. Um, so again, I think like when you're in it, it's a bit difficult. And when I was in the businesses, I never actually spoke to somebody externally who could actually look into my life and actually say, look, Sonny, this seems to be going wrong here. You need to focus on this. You need to focus on that to actually grow it. And I, I sort of like, I'm fortunate that we sold the businesses and moved on, but I'm sort of not regret, but I would say like if somebody had helped me at that time, I would have liked to keep the businesses and sort of like manage them better. So that's again, another source of income. It, it still builds on your portfolio that you're building, whether it's property or business. And it would have helped me a little bit more. But I always say some, whatever happens, happens for a reason. Um, mm. Like Stepping away from that has given me the freedom to actually be now being a public speaker. I would have never thought I'd have been a public speaker. I was shy to speak to like, this would have been a big deal for me. And even if you're, you're not there and I would be thinking, oh, no, this is going like across Facebook, across the world. I would have literally been panicking and sweating and stuff. But again, it was like the things that were making me feel anxious. I said, okay. What makes me feel anxious? Speaking to new people, right. I need to start actioning that. How do I do that? I need to go to networking events, uh, getting into property. Who do I need to speak to? What kind of research do I have to do? And even networking events, when I first started going, I'd be that quiet guy in the back of the room, just like, I'm at a networking event. Someone's going to come and change my life. It's cool. With your, with your phone like this. <laughs> yeah. Like I was on a major conference or something. Yeah. Yeah, no. you're just looking at Facebook or something. I mean, I feel I know where you're coming from with that. Um, in terms of business, you know, uh, sometimes you, you get out there because the grass is greener. But you mentioned coaching and mentoring earlier. Now, there's a lot of debate, you know, all the time about coaching and mentoring, whether it's any right or wrongs. And you said that, you know, um, you know, you've got a business coach now, you've got mentors. If you'd have gone back into your businesses, you know, the, the retail businesses you had, if at that time you'd have had a coach or a business mentor, do you think things would have worked out differently for you? 100%. Because, and the reason I say that is because now I help people 
in the same situation I used to be. And then when I help them work things out and they're like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's a simple thing. And I think if I had somebody like that then, um, it would have been a different game changer. But then again, I don't dwell on that as well because I'm fortunate to be where I am as well, to be changing people's lives and helping them overcome stress, anxiety, confidence, procrastination, business growth, all that kind of stuff, personal development. And it's, it's, it's when you start giving back to people, you start learning yourself as well. And I know a lot of people, they say, I don't need a coach, I don't need this. But if you look at the most successful people in the world, uh, most of them have a business coach and a personal development slash mindset coach. Now, I do both of those things. If people would say, oh, get a mentor. I'd be like, I don't need a mentor. I've done everything I've done so far on my own. Like, what the hell? Like, why, why, why? You, you know, when somebody gives you advice and you just hit back with a bloody question rather than actually listening to it and thinking, okay, cool, there must be a reason. I was saying, you know, Sonny, um, I was exactly that person. So get a mentor. What do I want a mentor for? You know, I've been in the police. I've been in business for years. I've done this. I've done that. What do I want a mentor for? What can they do to help me? And if I want a mentor, they're going to have to be damn more successful than I am. Otherwise, I'm not going to listen to them. And I completely dismissed it. But, whoa, you're absolutely right. You know, when people, um, the, the most successful people, in business, the multimillionaires, the billionaires have all got business coaches. They've all got mentors. Yep. And it sort of like blew my mind as well. Like even like when we were doing the retail side of things, uh, again, I always say to people like if you're, if you're in your life, you always see somebody that's like superior to you and you just pretty much start modeling them to become what you become. Uh, and I was fortunate my father had done the same thing. He bought businesses, sold them, ran them, all that kind of stuff. So I followed his model of, working hard which was good but not working smart and then when i actually left the businesses i thought okay cool how are all these people like multi multi millionaires and then they're still enjoying life and like if i was busy doing 16 hours a day running three businesses and doing flips and conversions and all that kind of stuff how are they doing that on a bigger scale mm. and then i figured out they work smarter so again building teams building like having leverage on certain products and just like stepping away and actually growing the business as well. And for me, it was like, it, it was a game changer. And like now, because I coach people as well, and even when I started, like when I was doing my property journey from 2017 and then businesses and all that kind of stuff, I never ever wanted to be a coach or a mentor. But because people saw a shift in me, they started approaching me one by one saying, oh, like we love the way you've gone from negative to positive, from nothing to successful, teach us that as well. And then I thought, okay, cool. Yeah doing friends family people in my inner circle then like the more and more people start speaking about it the more and more i actually thought okay cool i enjoy giving back you know i enjoy somebody called like one person i helped and um his mom called me up after a few months saying thank you for giving my son back and like that was a big deal to me you know like this you know, sometimes son it's just a case of having someone there that's got your back because you know it, life is lonely isn't it you know and very often and we see this all of the time with celebrities they've got this massive persona they've got this massive profile but then all of a sudden things go wrong for them and and very often you know it's been the case recently where you know they've got that bad they've taken their own life so sometimes i think it's just having someone there that's going to say i've got your back it's going to be all right Hundred percent, and even now I work with a few public figures and celebrities that are in the limelight, and and that's just through been uh, been through word of mouth as well. People that you get to know again, like you say, your network is your net worth, and people start hearing about what I do and literally helping these people. They make multi million pounds, 
Um, they're always on TV, but again, like you say, they, they look like they've got the perfect life, but deep down inside, they're not that happy at all. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there to everyone's watching live. You know, what do you think, folks, about mentoring? Have you got a mentor or a business coach? Have you got somebody there that's got your back? Let's keep this interactive. Got a couple of comments come in, Sonny. So from um, Abramovis, go, Sonny, well done. I didn't see the guy before, but this version is boss. <laughs> and safe, safe is saying, um, very proud of you, brother. Also, there's a couple of nice comments coming from there. Let's talk about networking. Uh, we're going to come on to your property journey in a minute. How important do you think networking is? Now, we spoke about that's pretty important. Talk to me about the networking aspect. And I know and most people know that, you know, that, that follow me. Uh, I was in the non-networking camp when I first started <clears throat> in business. I hated it. When I had my chain of pubs, uh, I had uh, my very first networking experience with the Federation of Small Businesses. And I went into this room and I can tell you now, Sonny, that it was probably the worst experience I ever had in my life. Wow. I went in there and I thought, why the hell do I want to talk to these people? I've got nothing in common. I want to be behind the bar pulling pints. I want to be in the business. I don't want to be here networking. <clears throat> And then um, many years later, I went into property and the same experience happened again. But very quickly, I opened my mindset and my wife encouraged me to do it. And I opened up. And if I hadn't have done that at that time, I can categorically say that our business would be nowhere near as successful as it is now. Yeah. So what can you tell other people feeling something similar? Network is everything. I'm telling you, honestly, 110%. Uh, when I started, again, like I said, I was that shy guy going to networking events, people saying, tell people what you do. And I was like, I don't want to tell people because I don't want to come across like showing off. Because I used to see so many people telling what they were doing on Facebook, social media, in person. They came across a bit show-offy. And I thought, okay, if I do the same thing, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to have the same effect. And that doesn't uh, fit my values, morals, ethics, and beliefs. So I'm just like, okay, I don't want to do that. As soon as I started doing it my own way and just telling people what I do, um, so hi, I'm Sunny. Uh, I do land development and I help uh, investors get a better return on their money and I look for joint ventures to actually do bigger and better deals. Just by doing that kind of stuff, my network has blown up. And like when we sold the businesses, we were fortunate to have a bit of money to actually put into property because we had worked hard, had no life, so we had some savings. <laughs> Didn't go on holiday for five years, so just like, okay, work, 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 work um but then like my mentors lloyd and andy they said okay cool like your money's gonna run out one day like what are you what is your plan and i said my plan is basically just how i've built businesses so i either buy a business or set up a business get the teams in place make sure it's working step onto the next one onto the next one so i said same thing with land and um flips commercial conversions hmos whatever uh gonna find the deal find the money get the teams in place move on to the next one um, and basically with the network of telling people what I do, first of all, I shared my journey. So if I was having a crappy day, I would tell people I'm having a crap day. If I learned something, I'd tell people, okay, try and implement this into your business. And just being open and be, sharing my professional journey. Um, and literally through networking, every networking event I went to, my wife sort of like told me off. She said, okay, what do you do when you go to the events? And I was like, I'm just waiting for a miracle, really. And um, yeah. She was like, come on, you need to go in there with a purpose and actually like think, okay, I'm going into this network and then I want, to, I want to speak to, for example, five people. I want them to know what I do and I want to know what they do. So maybe some synergy of working together. Now, Sonny, do you think that these networking events now have become full of people just wanting to borrow money? Yes. Hmm. 
because people go in, um, but they don't give any value. Like I would never ask for money. I would just tell people what I'm doing, and I would portray my energy and show them who I am, and then start build just literally like building rapport with them, and then actually after a networking event, touch base with them, maybe meet up for a coffee afterwards. Because most people share what they do on social media anyway. So pick the kind of people that you could see fitting your business and who you can end up helping, and then just build that relationship. And off the back of that, you don't ask them for money. You just if you get if you get a deal, like a lot of people, they find it hard to find good deals. But then there's some most people have money as well sat there or like, for instance, they know somebody that's got money. And by me speaking to people and just telling them who I am, um, sharing what we're doing, we literally, I, I never would have thought it. Uh, first investment we ever had was £50,000. And to me, that was a big deal. I was like, whoa, somebody's actually wanting to work with us for £50,000. Happy days. Now we have about a pot of £8 million to spend. Oh, wow. Like, like if somebody had told me that at the start, I would have been like, no way, no one's gonna. And, and again, back you then, know, this is proof in the pudding that this, you know, this stuff works. When yeah. people say, "Oh, you don't need to go out networking," you know, you know, all of the I've been doing this since I was fifteen, man and boy. I've never needed to network. <laughs> I've never needed to go out there and get mentoring. Hey, come on, guys, you know, this stuff works. That's why we talk about it. What do you think about social media networking, Sonny? Love it. Uh, when I started on social media in 2017, I probably had about 134 or 144 friends. And again, like you know, half of them weren't even friends or I didn't even know who the hell they were. Um, but I'm always consistent on there, putting motivational stuff up, uh, sharing my journey, offering to help people. Uh, and across uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, I've, I've just over 14,000 people that either follow me or engage with me. Well, not entirely engage, but it's a case of like there's a following of that. And I think off the back of that, it's helped me grow my network into different countries as well now. Now we have different people yeah. from like Dubai, America saying, okay, we're looking to invest in the UK or we're looking to do X, Y, and Z, or we want a motivational speaker to do this. And it's just snowballed, honestly. And social media is free at the end of the day as well. Like so many people, some people say I'm shy to get on uh, camera and actually speak to Facebook. And I says, well, what's your skill strength? And most of them say, we're good at writing posts. I said, well, I started writing posts. I wasn't confident in doing a video so start actually just writing content and putting that out there and then eventually evolve into videos because videos are very important because people get to see the personality of who you are yeah. you're not hiding behind words like here people can see i'm loud i'm always speaking i'm always smiling and stuff so it's like they when they meet me in real life they're like hey you're the same person that you are on social media you know it's just like you've already built they already know you before they know you if that makes sense I don't think you're loud. I think you're confident. I mean, I think that's a very different thing. You know, being being uh, personable and confident isn't, you know, I don't think you're loud at all. I think you come across really well. Um, so you know, w when people say, look, you know, I'm scared about getting myself out there because my family don't get it. And I don't want to start putting stuff on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on Twitter and on Instagram for my family to see it because they really just don't understand what I'm doing. There's loads of people like that. How can how can we help them, Sonny? How can we sort of encourage them to get out there and start to build that profile? There's a few ways. I would say, first of all, so if you go onto your Facebook, uh, I don't know if you could do it on Instagram, but I know you can do it on Facebook. Uh, you can basically see all your friends that you've got, categorize your family into a group called family, and then leave everybody else that you think that can help you and you can help in their business. And then when you do a post, you can uh, see who can see it. So who is it visible to? And you just do friends or you just do everybody but family. So no, no family members that you've already set will see that. So that's another tip you can do. 
Um, number two, stop giving a damn what other people think. Honestly, it's literally like you can't really think. I don't want my family to see this. Of so like, is it that easy though? Is it that easy to not give a damn what other people think? Because we're human beings, right? And we like to be liked. We want to be a part of the pack. So yeah. if you are going against that crowd and everybody's saying no and they're negative, but you're the positive one, isn't it normal? And isn't it normal human behavior to start to be drawn into that and actually say, okay, fair enough, I'll come over to your camp because I don't want to be on my own? Yeah, it is and it isn't because, like, for instance, I would say, like, the people you surround yourself with is who you become. And it's a common thing anyway. Like, you are who you are, like, the five friends you spend most time with. Now, when I was – before we got into business, I used to spend my time with friends, but they weren't as go-getters as me or they didn't have the big vision of I used to say, I want to become a millionaire and I want to do this, I want to do that. Most of them say, forget about it. You can't actually do it. Just sit back, leave it out. Um, but then when I stepped away from that circle and actually thought, hold on, like, it's my life. Like, if they don't want to do something that I want to do, that's not my problem. That's their problem. I can still step away and carry on what I want to do. And now those same people are approaching me saying, Sonny, you was right. We were wrong. We'd like to do something with you. Um, Why do you think that is? Why do you think there is so much negativity there? Is it because it's the fear of the unknown? It's the ignorance? It's fear. I don't think it's ignorance. I think it's fear. It's because I'm an NLP practitioner as well. So I know all about the mind and how it works. And it's a lot of things like my circle would be different to your circle. Like my background, sorry, would be back different to your background. Yet we could be both friends. We could both be negative because we're used to seeing negativity in the world. But me actually having a spark moment of thinking, no, I want to be positive. I want to be successful. But because your upbringing might have been a negative background, you're conditioned to actually always think negative about something. And then you're always fearful about doing something as well. Whereas most people that are saying, don't do this, don't do that, oh, it's a bit risky. They'll say that because two things, one, to protect you, just to say, okay, I don't think I can do it, so I don't think you should do it. And two, they don't have that self-belief and they want to see somebody else go and do it. And then when you prove it works, then they say, okay, cool, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. yeah. I love in that transition period. I mean, somebody came on one of our programs about six, seven months ago and their husband um, came on the program as well because the husband thought that the, the student was joining a cult or something and they were like, what? I don't get this. It's all rubbish. And you know what? He's now just left his job because he's financially free as well. Now that's a mindset change. Exactly. And it's, it's all about who you surround yourself with as well. If he had stayed at home, kept having that thought of it's, it's a cult, it's a cult, it's a cult, it doesn't work. It's his fault for not actually taking action. And then mm -hmm. like everybody is in control of what happens to them in their world. Like if you're around people that aren't helping you get to where you want to get, change your circle. If you want to put stuff on Facebook, but you feel a bit nervous, family doesn't see it, segregate your material. But eventually you need to start thinking of like enough's enough. If I keep focusing on pleasing others and sort of shying away from what I want to do, I'll never be successful. <laughs> and those people, in, in four years' time, those people, if they're not family members, of course, they're going to be gone anyway. No one's going to even, you know, they're not even going to see them again. You know, how, how do people deal with the haters then, Sonny? You know, I, I mean, I used to have a thread, I think it was on this page, with all of my haters on. And I used to update it every day. And it was quite a busy thread. And then eventually I thought, you know, I'm going to stop doing that now because I've got better things to do. But I can tell you that I probably get about five troll posts a day um, on some way, shape or form. Now, most of them are just snide comments. Very often, um, you know, I just delete them. But, but sometimes you do get that real horrible, really nasty one that you think, well, that's, you know, that's proper out of order. And um, sometimes that can stop people from 
profiling themselves and that can scare people away from actually you know talking about what they're doing what are your thoughts on that and how to deal with it on that i would say it's two things one if somebody's saying something negative about you or being horrible or anything like that you gotta look at it this way is it a fact or is it an opinion 99% of the time, it's an opinion. So who gives a damn what they're, that's their opinion. Happy, like, happy days for them. But if you know that, okay, if somebody says like, um, I don't know, I don't like you, for instance, or you're too loud, or you're too confident. I'll say, okay, cool. It's, is that an opinion or is that a fact? That's your opinion. But to me, I know that's not a fact. I'm doing what I love. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy living my best life. I'm going to focus on that and carry on doing that. And the second thing is like, People, there, there could be a hundred positive comments or saying, Rick, you're doing great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. One negative comment, people forget about the, the hundred other ones. So actually, it's what are you focusing on? Like focus on the more positive that's there and the negative, that's their opinion. Let them have it and move on. Because that doesn't, that shouldn't affect you. Because again, like in life, like even when I speak on stage or at events or like this, not everybody's going to like me, but who cares? It's like you're, yeah. you're my message and your message is to actually help people overcome certain issues and actually become better so it's like as long as you're giving out the right message all you want is one person to like you 99 could hate you whereas most people want it to be like they want 100 percent to like them and if one person dislikes them they forget about all the others forget about all the positive and again that goes back to what you focus on as well like what are you focusing on stop focusing on the bad and start focusing on the good Let's talk about that because that's interesting because there's good in everything. And I did a feed on this about two or three weeks ago. And I don't know if you know a guy called Jay Shetty. Yeah. uh, uh, Jay Shetty was talking about, you know, that you focus on something. There's always good in every situation. And I thought, how can there be good in certain situations? How can people focus on something that is so bad to bring good out of it. And I, I took myself back to a situation when I was in the police, when I was working with a chap and his 15-year-old son died of cancer. And we went to the church. And in the church, it was massive. There were loads of people there. And he looked so happy. And I said to him, this must be so hard for you. And, you know, this must be just awful. I can't understand what you must be going through. And he said, no, it's not awful. It's fantastic. He said, all I want to do is be with God. And my son is now with God. So how can I see that as negative? Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? If you can see the positive in that, yeah. you can see positive in anything, right? And again, it's like even something that's as big as that, like death, it's a fact, right? But we live, like going back to my thing of like people complain they haven't got the time to do something, but they act like they've got all the time in the world. And death is and it's happening no matter what you say. It's going to happen to each and every one of us. But what are you doing in the time of now to when it happens? We know we don't know when it's going to happen. So in that time, start focusing on what you're actually enjoying in life, what you want to have out of life, the kind of people you want to surround yourself, the successes and the wins you want to have, and how much you want to impact people. Because so many people, they live, they, they end up getting to a certain age and they live with regret. And it's like some people, they say, oh, that person passed away. I didn't get a chance to spend time with them. I didn't get to do the things I want to do. And then they just continue in life doing it again. And it's like, if yeah. that's thing that you regret not spending time with them what about the rest of your family you've still got now what about your own life now what are you doing to spend your best life with yourself and with yeah. the ones that you've got? No, you can't change the past only can you you know but you can guide yourself into the future you know what's done is done it doesn't matter about living in the past because you cannot change it and i'm really sort of i, I go down to the fact that look, this is real right now you're talking to me we've got all the listeners on board now they're all listening to us this is real and we yeah. can only have one thought at a time 
make that count. Be in the moment. Be in the now. Awesome. I've got a couple of questions coming in. So, hi, Leighton. Leighton's saying, I love networking, meeting new people and hearing their stories. However, the majority of people in the room are there to seek investors, myself included. So how do you stand out from the crowd with no credibility to back your claims? That's a bit of a difficult one because if you have a, you have to put yourself in the investor's shoes. So if, if, if I came to Leighton saying, hi, Leighton, I've got no experience. I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but I'm looking for money. Like, what would you say? You would pretty much say no to me, right? So it's like if you haven't got any, for instance, like property experience, if like not most, most people that are getting into it, they don't have experience. But get knowledgeable. Start learning stuff. And I don't mean you have to do expensive courses to start with. Start going on YouTube. Start going on Facebook. Start networking out of networking events with people that are doing successful things. Take copious notes. Learn, learn, learn. Then invest into a course of the strategy that fits for you because it's education, right? And when you look at most investors that have the money, they have the money, but not the time or the education or the knowledge behind it. Whereas when you approach them and saying, hi, I'm Leighton, I've learned about Vitalets, for example, I know the legislation, I know where the best market is currently, I know what kind of margins we're looking at, this is the kind of outcome and kind of profit you can make, and I've got the education, I think it would be a great sort of force if we could build to uh, work together where you bring the money I bring the deals and the knowledge and I implement my time into making that happen to actually everybody winning in the situation. Because if you haven't got any knowledge, you, you can't really, and I don't like the word ask for money. It's not about ask, it's about investing money with people and getting them a better return. But how can you get um, uh, work with investors with money but then not know what to do with that money? Like it doesn't work, right? So I would say educate. And again, educate yourself every single day. The world changes daily. Why aren't we changing daily as well? We have to always learn new things day in, day out. Like literally, like the world is blown up, especially with the internet and everything. It's like so much is changing, but there's so many facilities out there to bloody well learn new things as well. Yeah, every day is a school day. Okay, cool. <clears throat> so let's talk about your, your property journey now then. So we've gone through a whole journey there from your retail business and then you sold it. You went through your mindset issues. <laughs> Um, it's hard for me to look at you to think that you used to be obese because you look great, by the way. And I awesome, yeah, great. You know, it just goes to show you can do it. So, what was the transition when you said, you know what, I'm going to get into property now? This is what I'm going to do. Uh, so, it was basically we sold all the businesses in June 2017. Uh, we didn't go on holiday for about five years, me and my wife. And I said, look, I'm going to take two months off. I'm going to do sweet nothing, uh, chill, relax. And I'm going to research the property market to see what we can do. And I lasted about two weeks because I was so itching always to go and do something. And again, my mindset was changing. I was saying, look, life's short as it is, right? Why are we wasting time just like saying, I'm going to relax now. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. My dad always said that when you're young, work hard. So when you're older, you can actually reap the benefits as well. Whereas when I was younger, I had it the other way around, just like most teens as well. Of like, you get paid, you want to go party on the weekend, and then you're broke. Uh, not thinking uh, in the long term. And when we did the properties, when we had the businesses, it was the normal homes under the hammer kind of stuff. <clears throat> Buy a house, do it up, either sell it on or keep it. Uh, and then I started researching and then I came across Lloyd and Andy from Whitebox. And I followed them for about, I'd say about six, seven months, like prior to selling as well. Um, and then I literally went down on their one day event because I saw loads of different strategy and I thought, what do I want to do? And I said, I want to do land development because that's always been a dream, always been a passion. But every time I drive past a development site, I think you must need millions of pounds in the bank and how the hell do they do this? Uh, and they had said on their course material that will show you how to work with investors. So I said, okay, cool, this is new to me. 
again, educate myself. So I went down the one-day event. Uh, then I signed up to the three-day event, which was like a discovery um, day of three days of literally learning everything about land development. And then going back to in the businesses that we were running, I was sort of like the mentor, the boss, and my wife and my family. And then we had staff members that we'd look after. And it was like a case of it was like a little family, a community. Um, so I thought, okay, leaving that side behind and then getting into property full-time on my own, I'm not really excited about doing that on my own. And then obviously they had the mastermind opportunity. So I thought, okay, I'm going to jump on board with this and actually become a part of a community, family, and have mentors to actually guide you. Everybody's talking about bloody mentors. Let's try out and see if it works, right? Um, and the rest is history, to be fair. We snowballed. So what does your portfolio look like at the moment then, Sonny? What, what is it you're working on at the moment? Uh, so we've got a mixture. We've got um, buy-to-lets. We've got HMOs. We've got land deals that we're doing. Um, yeah. So, again, it went from when we sold everything, we had a portfolio of 100K. Uh, and within a year, our portfolio has gone up just under five million. Okay, uh, that's awesome. And that's five million of property that you own. Yes. So uh, we own, and then basically uh, the ones that we're building as well that we'll be looking to sell. So obviously, it's currently now that that. But then when we sell those, that'll be for the lumpy money profit, and then obviously the portfolio will go down a little bit because we'll get. Now, there's a lot of people out there that would say, <clears throat> and me included, to be honest with you, when you start in property one strategy become the master become the jedi get really good at it and then diversify but it seems like you've sort of gone in and done a little bit of everything so how hard was it not really hard uh because again like if you're looking to do a flip if you're looking to do a conversion if you're looking to um build new it, the mechanics behind it are pretty much the same you need a good build team you need a good project manager you need a good architect you need a good solicitor you need good need um uh, lawyers and stuff so it's like we have those people in place so any deal that comes as long as we've done the numbers right and we're actually networking to find out if that area is right if the property market is good for that strategy we'll just implement that in there and then plug and play plug and play mm -hmm. and it's not like I, I, I find that a lot of people complicate business business isn't complicated i think people complicate it because they overthink stuff whereas like there's not actually that much rocket science involved in either building a building a new uh, from ground up is easier than doing a damn conversion, I think, because it's just like a set thing of like, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And it's just literally, it works like clockwork nearly. Um, but again, it's, I find it's the same sort of process. And again, it's the same thing we've done through like doing that. And then we set up a clothing brand, fashion label, and then the coaching side of things and mentoring and public speaking is just Phenomenal. You know, all of those things are pushing you out of your comfort zone, aren't they? I'm going to throw a few statements at you here. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are kind of things that we see <clears throat> on social media on a daily basis. And these are the things that, you know, sometimes might even put people off and going into property at all. So I'm going to throw a load of statements at you. Just, you know, summarize them at the end. Tell me what you think. Property market is saturated. Everyone's doing it now. It's not what it used to be. I can't fill my rooms. I can't see how anybody else will. Brexit's going to destroy the market. Property is going to crash. We're going to have a recession. These are the things that I hear on a day, and that's just from this morning in my Facebook groups. <laughs> that. How, how would you react to all of that? Uh, again, when I'm speaking at different property events and corporate events, I get asked the same thing. <clears throat> so I'll try and remember all of them. Uh, so 
Uh, everybody's doing. I think really what I'm trying to say, Sonny, is that there is a lot of negativity out there, and there are people out there all the time that are looking for excuses not to do it, rather than looking for the reasons why they should be doing it. I mean, yeah. what I'm kind of getting at here is. All the what ifs. How do you deal with those what ifs? What if the crash is? What if it is saturated? What if everyone else is doing it? What if my family don't get it? What if I make it and I, what if I make a mess of it and I go bankrupt? You know, what if all the noise is right? Again, it's like if we focus, again, it goes back to what you focus on. If you keep focusing on all of that, you're never going to take action. But again, like people say the market's saturated or everybody's doing it. The only reason everybody's doing it to you is because. Before you was in property, you just thought property was property. Then when you started doing property and you see other people doing it and then all your circle becomes bloody property related, then you think automatically everyone's doing property. But most people, they share their wins and they say, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Half of them aren't even doing what they're doing. And then you think, oh, they're really successful. How can I be? Then we start comparing ourselves to them. Then when people say um, about the recession or the market's going to crash, Property, you have to be realistic about property. Property is that kind of thing of it goes up and down, up and down, up and down. It's never all the way up. But when you're doing property development, you have to have a long-term goal as well. Not just some people want to buy a property, flip it in six months and move on. And then they say, oh, but what if this happens? What if that happens? Whereas you look at the most savvy investors, they'll buy something for a 20, 30-year gain. And in between, if it goes up and down, up and down, they, they're happy to sort of handle that as and when it comes. So again, the more you focus on that kind of stuff, focus on the right of it as well. There's yeah. not, there, there are people doing, a lot of people doing property, but again, not everybody's doing it the right way. So focus on doing it the right way and what fits your model. Don't try and copy somebody else what they're doing. Like some people come to me saying, Sonny, I want to do land development. I say, why? And they're like, because you're doing it. And I was like, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, what is your strategy? I said, they, they, they mostly say cash flow. And I said, well, land development isn't really going to give you cash flow because you get paid 12 to 18 months later when it's all done, right? Um, and again, just do what works for you, but less noise, more action. Okay. And talk to people that are actually successful in that and get advice from them rather than Facebook and social media. I think Facebook and social media do have a place. Um, I think very often, you know, as human beings, we want to help people. Human beings do like to pay it forwards. But sometimes maybe um, the advice on Facebook is simply just opinion rather than, um, you know, the, the real advice. So, yeah, I mean, I've got to obviously, you know, I've got to I've got to big up Facebook because we've got a big profile on there. We've got some great groups on Facebook. But, yes, you're right. You've still got to get out there. You've got to learn the right way. Uh, and, you know, you can search for things on the Internet. You can get the answers if you know what to look for and that's the big thing there is knowing what to look for because if you don't know how can you possibly look for it so what deals are you working on at the moment Sonny what is your main focus at the moment uh, so we had a few properties uh, so one was a block of 10 flats refurb uh, another two were seven bed HMOs nine bed HMOs uh, and then we're looking to secure another site for seven houses um, uh, 17 houses and four houses and we've got another active one that's for four houses four detached houses that's literally going on right now but even like the reality of that like it might sound like oh they're doing all these deals trust me from the day you get it it doesn't start straight away it's like the the plot of four that we're doing we secured it in july last year work started last month because of so many issues in the background and trying to sort out new drawings shrinking plot sizes all that kind of stuff so it does take time, uh, but that's the kind of stuff we're working on, to be fair. So what does your working day look like? Walk us through a, a typical working day for you. Uh, I 
Okay, uh, pretty much most days are different because we do multiple things. Um, so my typical day is waking up about, when I started in property, I used to be up at five o'clock, half four, five, half five, literally up because I was like, I'm new to property. I want to be doing stuff that other people aren't doing. I want to be ahead of the game and always learning, learning, learning. Now that everything's sort of like streamlined and we've got the right people in place and the right business partners, um, I focus more on my coaching side of things, um, public speaking, and um, our fashion label. So we've got a fashion brand called Sunshine State of Mind. Um, so again, it's very diff different. But now I'd say I wake up about six o'clock in the gym for about seven, always gym straight away. Um, every day? Every day. Uh, I have been told off to take the seventh day off, but I just get bored. I'm used to it. So I might just go and just walk on the treadmill or just go for a walk around the street or something. Something active because again to be positive you have to move your body because moving your body gives you energy and it releases certain endorphins and hormones that actually gives you better thinking power more energy to actually get stuff done more focus more determination um so yeah morning is gym then i get back then it's all about refueling eating the right foods <clears throat> and the night before i would have planned what i'm doing today so then it's a case of okay i wake up and i know exactly what i'm doing throughout the day so it'd probably be consistent of first when I was in property, it was literally all day, every day, searching property, networking, doing this kind of stuff. Now it's a case of I still dedicate about two to three hours each day on property, then about two to three hours on coaching, and then about two to three hours on um, public speaking. That's my journal. That's my planning journal. So I know that people listening on the podcast won't be able to see this. People on the live feed, you're talking about planning. It is imperative, folks, you know, to plan your day, even if you just do it the night before, you don't have to do it weekly. Uh, get yourself something that you can hold yourself to account with and make sure you do one thing every day just to help you push forwards. And it is. And like you people, and again, you have to set goals as well. Like so many people, they get into property or they get into business and they're doing stuff, but they don't know where they're going. And they always set like a monetary goal of saying, I want to make £100,000. And to the mind, the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, it doesn't know what £100,000 is. It just looks like money, but it doesn't actually know how to get it. So whatever your goal is, I would say break it down backwards to say, okay, if I'm in property and I'll make hundred grand, how many HMOs do I need? How many land deals do I need to do? If I'm a sourcer, how many sourcing deals do I have to do? Then, yeah. like you say, then keep repeating that one process each day to actually make that goal a reality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm um, Karen saying that's true. You know, that's why everyone says mixed with their mind, like-minded people who want to succeed. Sunny, I want to thank you. You know, we're 45 minutes in and as you know, you know, this isn't scripted. This is just you and I having a brew and having a cup of tea or coffee. I mean, I don't even drink tea. You know, that's a secret. <laughs> I make up a coffee with Rick G because it doesn't sound quite the same. So I want to thank you for spending your time with us this morning. Really inspirational guy doing some great things. If our listeners, viewers want to contact you, how can they do that? Uh, so I'm all over social media. So if you hit me up on Instagram, I'm quite active on that. So that would be Sunny Mahal Official. So at Sunny Mahal Official and just add me on there. I'll add you back. And even on there, I'm always posting motivational stuff to actually give people the right mindset and looking into other people's lives and hearing other people's stories on there. So that's regular every day. Uh, and Facebook, Sunny Mahal. Um, Sunny Mahal. And my website is just under Refurb. So we're just uh, rebranding it, but that's SunnyMahal.com. And again, I help people on overcoming fears, anxiety, stress, uh, performing to their highest peak performance and business growth and personal development growth. Fantastic. Sonny, thank you so much for joining us. And I speak for everybody that's watching. It's been awesome. And go and just keep smashing it. Thank you. You too, buddy. Great to have you.
So that's the folks today. So a really inspirational guy, as I'm sure you would all agree. If you need to contact me, for those listening on the podcast, you can contact me on Facebook, which is uh, Rick Gannon, or in the HMO Property Community Group, or on Instagram, which is rickgannon.com. UK and have a great day. Speak to you soon.